Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Five Aside podcast. I'm Fergus Smith and I'm joined by my good friends Matthew Thompson. Hello. Billy Kirkpatrick. Hello there. Craig Gregor. Hello. And finally, Ross Dewar. Evening. Right, since it's our first episode, um, we're going to start off with short introductions. So, Matt, if you'd like to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself. Sure. So, I'm Matt. Um, basically, I'm a math student and also work with plants. And I think the only thing more embarrassing than that is I'm also a Celtic fan. So, um, I'm sure this is going to be rather enjoyable for me this evening. Pass it on. Pass you on to Billy now. Hi there, yes, I'm Billy. I work in financial services during the day and then when we're not in a pandemic at the weekend I am a semi-professional referee which means I'm used um, to being abused for 90 minutes um, so I'm looking to bring a unique perspective to this um, podcast by going over the main talking points of all the games. And I'll hand over to Craig now to introduce himself. Uh, I'm Craig, uh, I'm a failed student. Um, uh, I'm a big, big air fan. I do go to most of the games when when available, uh, when when it's allowed. Um, so I'm a, I'll be the 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 championship expert, so so um, for this this podcast. And Ross, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hi there, I'm Ross. I'm a business student and a Rangers supporter. Um, for, for once um, in, a, in a long time, I'm actually delighted to be a Rangers supporter and it's a good chance for me to bring my side to the stories. I had a season ticket at Ibrox for about 13 years, um, bad to give it up due to studies. But yeah, I'm looking forward to being part of this podcast and hopefully bringing something different. And, and finally, back to myself. Um, I'm Fergus, I'm an apprentice plumber during the day and... A bit of a waster the rest of the time, but sadly I'm a Celtic fan at the moment. But we've had we've had nine great years, and uh, hopefully hopefully we're back with a bang next season. Um, and without further ado, we're going to start our podcast this week with, since it's the first of February, we're going to go on to the transfer news, some key transfers from the fir- from the first month of this year, and the winter transfer window. I believe Craig's going to take the head on this one. Um, yeah, so some of the key transfers we've had this year. Um, I will start us off in the, the Premiership. Um, so we started off with the likes of Amy Brophy going um, going from Kelly to St Mirren on loan, with, but there's a pre-contract at the end of the season. Um, Jackson Irvin coming from Hull to Hibs. Um, Chris Cadden, uh, he came from back from America back to, uh, over to Hibs. Um, Stephen Lawless, uh, he came from Burton Albion to Motherwell. Um, th- those were the the incoming transfers into the league. Um, the outgoing, the, the, well, the key incoming transfers into the league anyway. Outgoing ones, there was um, Paul McMullen uh, making the, the walk down the road uh, to Dundee from Dundee United. Um, <laughs> it was a loan but pre-contract at the end of the season. Uh, probably the main one, which was Fringpom um, going from Celtic to um, Bayer Leverkusen, um, roughly about was it about twelve million? Is the the um, the rumored price? Anyone know? Yeah, somewhere somewhere just shy of that. Um, so and then we've got Sam Cosgrove leaving 
uh, Aberdeen after decent spell here, uh, going to Birmingham for about two million, and um, so that's a good signing for them. Uh, Ross Stewart leaving Ross County uh, to go to Sunderland for about three hundred grand, and uh, Stevie Mallon leaving Hibs to go to, pardon my pronunciation here, uh, Yeni Malatisipor on loan. It's a good thing you're fluent in Turkish. So there you go. We'll see how he gets on in the so Turkish Super League. Does that does that does that mean Ross County have lost two Rosses during this transfer window? It does because Ross Duhan has went back to Celtic. So they built they built some team of Rosses there, hadn't they? They had. <laughs> they still got the other. They still got the other Rosses. They the do. Yeah, they well. I'm sure. I'm sure they're rebuilding this summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Full Ross rebuild. Uh, so are we wanting to speak about any of those in particular. Um, I want to touch on the, the, the kind of Sam Cosgrove one, and it just kind of goes to show when he, when he first joined Aberdeen, you know, couldn't score, couldn't shoot, but then turned it around and, you know, has earned himself, you know, a very good move down south to the Championship, to Birmingham City side who are kind of on the turn. Um, so it just goes to show that, you know, first impressions aren't necessarily everything up in Scotland. Yeah, absolutely. He's, I mean, he's a very good striker. Obviously, he's he's tall and physical, and he really, although a very slow start here, he surely picked up in last season. I'm pretty sure he was second or third top goal scorer. I could be wrong with that, but yeah, something sure like that. He, he was definitely up top five. On the topic of Birmingham City, they um they do still have a deal in for Kevin Nisbet, who has apparently handed in a transfer request. Uh, so need to hear more of that across the night um, before the window closes if anything occurs but Cosgrove and Nisbet could be quite a good straight partnership yeah and I'm sure one of the people on this podcast would be very sad to see Nisbet leave the SPL um, <laughs> he's a, he a big fan he's a big fan I, I, I will be uh, very sad when Nisbet leaves um, but it's going to give him a good opportunity to prove himself perhaps for the Scotland team uh, in the future because him and Cosgrove could end up working very well together yeah, you, wish them yeah, all the best. You've got quite a few of these the players that are on the, the verge of the Scotland squad too will be trying to well, find moves maybe I, to get into the Euros or that. I, I'm very sorry to interrupt, but I've just seen it been announced that Kevin is staying at Hibs. Oh, there, you well, go. There, there, there we go. go. I'm it's still just a been happy man. He's uh, well, not that, making the move this transfer window. <laughs> well, That'll be that rumour debunked straight yes, away. There you go. Yeah, just announced there. Oh. Oh, well, there you go. Um one that I wanted to touch on just quickly was the fact that um, Jackson Irvin, obviously we had on the books at Celtic a few years ago, um, never managed to break through, but now he's found himself at Hibs, hopefully getting some game time. And he was pretty influential at the weekend as well, as I'm sure we're going to touch on. So I think he could work out to be a decent signing for them going forward, especially um, for free. Um, considering he hasn't played much football and he had to train himself whilst in, whilst in Australia, he sure yep. d- done some job coming back. And I felt he played pretty well in games, which we'll uh, touch upon later on in the podcast. No, I agree. Yeah, I could see that signing. that um, signing is probably the the one that's pushed Stevie Mallon to try and find a way out and get himself some football again because he was he was he wasn't getting much, and no, that would have pushed and- him down the pecking order. He's got a traditionally very Turkish name, so I think he'll fit in quite well. <laughs> so I'll see, where he, see how he does. One um, that struck me um, was Eamon Brophy going to St Mirren. And I feel like 
the player he, he was the last couple of seasons. Obviously, he's fallen off a bit. But if someone at St Mirren can find that again for him, I think definitely like he could be a great signing for them in terms of just keeping them in the Premiership. Yeah, when yeah. he was at Kelly, he did have um, a couple of... Um, like that that season where he pushed himself into the Scotland squad at how good his form was. Yep. Albeit it was a time where we were struggling for any prolific goal scorer. Strikers, yeah. But um like But now uh, we're now we're blessed with prolific goal scorers <laughs> in Scotland, aren't we? Oh yeah. And but Lee Griffiths is um he's back playing so you've mm-hmm. got that one to look forward to for the Euros, possibly. Yeah, yeah that's that's Griffiths um seventh start of the season I believe at the weekend. Um, yeah. Obviously, um, we'll, t- we'll touch on later. We'll touch, we'll touch on him later because I think I've got I've got a bit of something to say, but yeah. uh, later, we'll touch on that later. later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, for St Mirren though, I mean, if you look at the bottom half of this table or the, the Premiership table, is very tight, and you're getting someone that can score a fair few goals. Um, honestly, that position in the top six for someone's there for the taking because none of the teams like Motherwell that I thought would be up there seem to be doing particularly well this season. So getting someone in that can actually score some goals could really do them a favour. And keep them away from Hamilton because we cannot have Hamilton in the league again. No, we need rid of Hamilton. No, they, they keep doing it every year and I still think they'll do it this no, year. Somehow. On record, I will say Hamilton will stay up this season. Well, who's going to finish They'll 12? find a way. Did I get us? Ross, Ross County. I, somebody yeah. like that. I, I tell you what. I'm going I, for Hamilton to finish bottom. No. It's bold, it's bold, it's bold, that, but, but I think Hamilton will finish bottom. Is it? I'm going to go Kelly. Yeah, I think it all depends on. I think it all depends on who Kelly gets in. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think the teams around them, I think are have changed their managers earlier on, so there's more time to get the squad dynamics better. Which should, in theory, develop better relationships to try and get results. I think with Kelly, they might have left it too late. I, I don't think they'll have enough to keep it in. I mean, it depends what they do with the rest of the transfer window, but haven't really done much. The squad's thread, threadbare. Uh, they've really struggled financially. I, I do think they could be. If not twelfth, they'll be in the, the playoff place definitely for me personally. Yeah, yeah they could be in trouble. I don't I really think that replacing Brophy with um, George Oakley was a a big move for them. I, I was never really no. a fan of George, George Oakley. A... Cheap feels, option. Feels like a major step back. Like Brophy, yeah. although hadn't been hitting the form, he definitely offers something in these sort of games where you need to sneak a wee goal here or there. Yeah. Yeah. Touching on what. Um, nah. Billy said, though, um, Matt and Fergie know all about um, keeping your manager too long. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, typical. <laughs> um, while, while we're still on transfers, um, have you got any championship transfers you to want to jump discuss? onto the chance? Yes. Um, so, uh, some of the key ones, are, like as an, as an air fan, uh, the three main ones we brought in Corey and Daba from um, Ipswich on loan. Um, we brought in Andre Wright from um, Bohemians. Um, he's a a striker, uh, got quite decent stats. So hoping to see something from him, um, and then we brought in one tonight, um, who I believe is McGavin. Uh, his first name has passed me. I believe it's Shooter. <laughs> Shooter. Uh, no, I believe it's Brett no. McGavin. That is correct. Brett McGavin. 
uh, who was on trial with us this time last year, but we didn't sign him, so hoping to see some from him. Um, a few other signings. Um, Wraith, have, uh, they've got Kai Kennedy on loan from Rangers, who quite exciting prospect for them to bring in, so we'll see what he's got to offer. Uh, Wraith have also brought in uh, Timmy Abraham, not to be confused with uh, Tammy Abraham. <laughs> um, they brought him a striker on loan from Fulham. So um, the main um, contenders in the, tra- the championship transfer window this season, this window, were Hearts and Dundee. Though Dundee bringing in Paul McMullen, Paul McMullen on loan from Dundee United, like I said, um, Malachi Fagan Walcott on loan from Tottenham, and then Jason Cummings, which is a massive one, I think. Um, he did so well with Hibs in the Championship before, and also in the Premiership, so we'll see what he's got to offer. Um, yeah, Cummings was a, like a great finisher, although didn't um, achieve that much at Rangers. Certainly did the job for Hibs, and I reckon probably could do the job for them looking up into the Premiership next season. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Hart, so they, they managed to get Gary McKay-Steven uh, from New York City, which is a massive sign, and he is in my opinion, he's far too good for this division. Um, so, we'll need to see how he gets up to. it be interesting to watch that game on Friday night versus Ayr. Um, so, we'll see how he does. Uh, they also brought on brought in uh, Armand Nandwili uh, from Blackpool. Um, a new striker. who um, He got two goals in his debut. So, we'll see how he gets on. And uh, the final signing I'm going to talk about is Dunfermline getting Scott Banks on loan uh, from Palace. That's he's quite a good young prospect. Uh, I know that my mm-hmm. uh, Billy is a, a big fan of him. Usually, one of his first signings in a trans uh, football manager. Whenever yep. we play, so we'll see how you get some. I mean, we obviously said in his signing interview that he was, you know, he was playing well for under twenty threes in the Premier League for um, Palace and. I don't think it quite compares to you know the physical side of things for the, the actual what the men's game holds. You can have all the the technical ability in the world, but if you can't handle the knocks and the bumps of the actual men's game, um, you know you're you're not going to make it. But I, I think he'll be a very good sign if we I, I think once he gets some game time, once he settles down, I think he will cause defenses an absolute handful. Um, with with just his general skill, his. To be probably honest, he could probably play for a lower prem team, so it's a very, very good signing for the firm one. Well, in saying that, I don't, I don't think, well, in my opinion, there's not too much of a, a difference between the lower end prem and the, the higher end championship teams. It's you could, if you put them up against each other, would bat the championship to beat teams to beat some of the lower end prem teams. So, yeah, no, not really the way some of them are playing. I think probably more more point there is that you know at the lower end prem you are playing your your Celtics, your Rangers, yeah, your Abbots, your Hibs. It's probably better for development in that sense. I think you'd get more out of a game against you know higher level opposition than you would against a no disrespect than Alawa or Nabrov. Got to agree there. Yeah. So. You're not going to get the same out of it. So, um, any other signings that stick out there? In the room? I think um, the one that I noticed was um, obviously Ty Kennedy going to Wraith. I know um, Juro will probably be much more well-versed on how good a prospect he is, but just watching the highlights from their game at the weekend, he really stood out to me a few times. He was making good runs, cutting inside, um, causing all sorts of problems, and he looks as if he's quite an exciting 
young prospect for Bray, so I think he'll kick on and offer quite a lot this season. Yeah, got got to agree with you, Matt. Obviously, um, they're looking at sort of the bigger picture. A lot of the, a lot of um, Rangers players going out on loan. Dapo, who's also went out on loan. Um, guys like that who might not get an opportunity for Rangers given the way they play currently, but great experience for them playing in the championship, playing guys who know the game and know the game very well, and it's physical and they get and they get game time. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes from certainly he started extremely well at his time at Rafe. Yeah, some of the other ones that went on loan from Rangers, like you've got Josh McPate going to Harrogate Town, and... Um, Dapo and Budde going to Queen of the South, obviously. Glenn Middleton going across to St Johnson. That could be somewhere where he can find his feet. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think we've seen Glenn Middleton. He played against there, didn't he? When we went up to Ibrox to watch. Yeah, play exactly. against yeah, him. And he, he was did. he was quite a hassle. A couple of seasons ago, he now, looks, yeah. looks a good. Yeah, a couple of years back. So he looks as if he's got the prospect to be a really good player. Just sort of needs needs the game time now, which hopefully we'll get at St Johnson. So um, is that all the all the championship transfers covered then? Well, one of the ones that, um, I thought was key that was also linked into the Premiership one was um, Paul McMillan coming to Dundee. When I, when he was at Dundee United, I've always thought he was one of their better players. Like well, in the Championship last season, whenever they played there, I always thought he was one of their better players. And on on the ball, he's got like he's very good in the ball. He's got a good cross on him. So it's mm. just one of those other ones that Dundee have seemed to have built a decent team where they can. Uh, get the results with it is uh, a different matter. Yeah, no, it does look a good signing for them. Maybe he's just moved there to be a bit closer to home. Must be from a bit further down yeah. Dundee. Yeah, he must have been feeling homesick. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So they needed a change, change of scenery. So, if that's it then, without further ado, we'll move on to the games, the actual games. Um, we're going to start midweek. It's been a busy week. We're going to start midweek championship. Um, get that out of the way. So the first game we've got is Wraith Rovers nil, Heart of Midlothian four. And who would like to start us off in that one? Any thoughts? Well, I've got to say to start with what a contrast from the the game um, two weekends ago now, where Wraith went out and destroyed Hearts at Tynecastle. So um, seems that really Hearts um, didn't. Like that result, uh, they came out angry midweek. Um, so yeah, angry football. They want to bite back. Yeah. I did notice they started. They started quite brightly. Um, both teams actually started quite brightly, but Hearts just eventually wore down Wraith enough and scored their first goal in the thirty-sixth minute through Boyce. Yep, um, I know um, Wraith didn't have a shot on target, which kind of signifies. Uh, the significance of the way Hearts played. I know Jamie McDonald had to make three or four key saves, and really, like, if it wasn't for him, it could have been a rugby score, perhaps. Um, yeah, I think we all we all know we all know enjoy... how good a squad Hearts have got. Like, they've got a Premiership quality squad, basically yeah, for the Championship. Um, so yeah. really, the, what they can do is grind down teams to the point where they do open up, and then it is it can be open season four or five nils. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a few more of them as the season goes on. Yeah, the the first goal just sort of epitomised Boyce for me. Like, you can't let him do what he what he did for that first goal in in that league. The way he just kind of he picks up the ball, turns two or three players, just runs through them, 
Nice lays off to... while he makes yeah lays off while he makes the run into the box and then to coolly finish over the goalkeeper like that I just like you can't let him do that yeah no he's a good player yeah uh, the second goal was scored just a few minutes after that uh, I believe it was from a corner uh, knocked on at the front post uh, and just a a free body in the middle of the net in the middle yeah. of the six yard box just to tap it in can it, it looked to me like it just sort of like missed everyone, bounced, and there's Henderson yeah. to just tap it in with his head um, on the one yard line. Goalkeeper's nowhere to be seen because he's been taken out of play. Yeah. And then directly after that, we had um, a red card, which was interesting because it wasn't actually the referee that gave the red card. And well, obviously it was him that produced it, but yeah. he didn't see the the challenge. So I'm actually, I I don't know whether it was a uh, one of the 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 fourth official or one of the the two assistants in the side. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, figure it out either. I'm watching them. it. I couldn't couldn't figure out who gave it because the so the decision itself, you know, when you look at it in isolation, it's a it's a clear red card. There's no there's no real debate for it. It's a, it's a stamp um, on the player. It's a straight red card. Where the complexity is is the actual awarding of the decision. Referee's gone correct. Ball's gone. He turns his back to the play. Doesn't see the stamp. But where you where it comes in is is the assistant on the touchline side with both coaches are has still followed the the play or followed the pr- previous passage of play and has caught it. He's in presumably over the communication or the flag. He's buzzed it and he's alerted to the referee what he's seen. The referee's taken advice, sent him off. Nice and simple. Good teamwork. And to be fair, for a decision like that, you. If you're a player, you would. If you're going to go in and stamp somebody, you probably would do it after the passenger play's gone because you're more likely to get away with it. But nowadays, with every bit of kit that we've got, it's a difficult one. But very good decision, clear red card, and you know, from what I'm likely, we'll be a three-match ban. Yeah, for, I, don't uh, Henry. Th- I don't think anyone can argue the point, and I think um, it was well done by the refereeing team to actually to see it and. A good use of all the, the officials. I thought it was quite confident work from the assistant. Like the referee turned round and straight away produced the, the red card. It wasn't like he went over to talk to him to see what had happened to that. The official must have been like the assistant must have been dead confident that it was a red card, which is you, you have trust. Yeah. You, you know, if 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 I say to somebody, yeah, it's a stamp, and I if I haven't seen it and I'm told, yeah, it's a stamp. Okay, it's a red card, it's a stamp. I haven't seen it. They've clearly seen it. I'm happy to go with them, yeah. Red card. Bye-bye. Um, Do you think silly. also that the, the I don't know, looked like a bit of a, an aggressive push towards the head before the stamp as well? Yeah, I noticed that as well. Yeah. Do you think that maybe contributes to it as well? Yes and no. Um, yes, because you take the full picture. But no, because... The push is a yellow card offence in itself, but the actual stamps the the red card defence. Yeah, uh-huh. Um But I mean, the, generally, you know, you've got a decision right, and the players don't react. And nobody really did. The player just kind of trudged off. Nobody really complained. Um, so generally, that's a kind of understanding. Yes, okay, it's that, that is right. Um, but it, it's a it's a stupid one. You know, you're two 0 down. Okay, you're not necessarily in the game, but you can still have a chance to get a result. Just seems a silly one. Yeah. To, uh-huh. to give away. Right, right. Let's do it. Let's talk about your man, 
Armad Nandwili. He came on. What minute did he come on? Anyone got? I believe it was sixty something. I'll just see if I can double check that for yeah, you. Yeah, but a really sort of instant impact um, for me. It was on the sixtieth minute. Uh, come on to replace boys. Yeah, yeah. and then um, came on to replace boys, who was actually man yeah. of the match for that game, and I was really impressed with boys. But uh, came on to replace him. Took him a little while, but he, he had some tu- he had some good touches and good sort of link up play with other players um, before he finally got himself on the score sheet in the eighty fourth minute. Um, after some terrible goalkeeping, I just I've never seen worse really. Where he just kind of gets the ball parried out to him, and <laughs> it was, it's the yeah. simplest of finishes. To have saved so many shots prior to that, to yeah. keep uh-huh. the team to do that almost in the game, to then just give a silly one like that is was strange. Possibly a lapse of concentration. Yeah, so. You could maybe, probably, you know, if you um, yeah, they've been playing with ten men for three quarters of an hour. So I think eventually, when you're on the back foot for that long, sometimes something's going to give. Yeah, odds are if you face that many shots, it's one of the ones you're going to make a mistake, especially mm-hmm. at this level. It's yeah, you don't, you don't have world class goalies that are down here. So, and it's uh, it's really good from Nandwili to be there, at, like in there lurking, waiting because he, he striker's instinct he knows yeah, it's that something work. could come to him, and it's yeah. it's a good finish. I do believe he'll be a very good signing next season when they when they go up because obviously he's a big yep. physical striker. Yeah. Just get that to something else. If they go up, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give if them the win no. when they go up. I, I'm, I'm gonna give gonna them the win they go up because they are, um, they are stolen. I've got to. Clear. They are stolen away. They're two twelve points hand, clear. Rate yeah. of two games yeah. in hand. So we'll just call it six. So you know, you know, how Celtic True. fans are always going yeah. up the games in hand. Yeah. So can't call it. Games in hand are guaranteed. Especially when they're against teams like St. Mirren. You know what I mean? We'll get on to that. We'll get on to that. So. Nandwili capped off his debut, uh, with a debut double, with well, it was almost the best leap of the weekend, but it was a sensational leap from that corner to get up that high and kind of nod at home, yeah, direct it, it in. Some height on it. I don't he's know. A big lad. He's six foot four. Yeah. But six foot four, and he got about eight hundred miles off the off the off the floor. Actually, yeah. Uh huh. So, we move Official on to the Morton game. Marks him at 800 one. miles. Morton Inverness. Morton 2, Inverness 2. An action-packed game from start to finish. Not really, but um, yeah, both <laughs> both teams came out the gates quickly. Morton uh, firing home after three minutes through McGinty. Um, I just don't even know what's going on with the defending. <laughs> it's just shambolic from the free kick and it just eventually falls to a Morton player and just fired into the back of the net yeah that's pretty much it and then um, Inverness were quick to respond after that though uh, a whole a minute, minute later, later yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. they equalised again um, yeah it was again tragic defending in my opinion nice play from Inverness but also tragic Morton, defending though, so we can't really expect oh, yeah. much better you know I mean you get what you're given when, you're, when you go and see Morton play yeah, true. Um, then the next goal was what was it? About ten minutes later. Ten yeah. minutes later, yeah. Just a, it's a long ball, and the goalkeeper comes out for it, but uh, doesn't doesn't get anywhere near it, and he's just rounded by the striker, and it's passed into yeah, the net essentially. Yeah, really dealt with. 
and then I believe about roughly an hour ten minutes later, um, Omar got his second yellow card and got himself sent off. So uh, not only were Morton losing at this point, they were down to ten men. Was it a way back for them? Well, yes, it would take them a while, but 66 minutes in, they get a, a, the equaliser. Um, it got, earned them the point, really. After the, the ball's crossed into the box and the Inverness goalkeeper just kind of flaps about and flounders around on the floor while it's just finished past him quite, quite comfortably by the striker. Yeah, I think a draw is probably a fair result for that game, although um, it was very, very end-to-end. Like, it seemed Morton seemed to play better when he had 10 men, a bit of resilience, and seemed to, yeah, to get a point which which might be defining this season. I wonder whether um, fitness had anything to do with that, because I believe that was Inverness's first game in a month. They'd had quite a few call-offs before then, so to go a month yeah. without games is... Even with training, you're gonna. It's gonna. Your fitness is gonna take yeah, a hit. Yeah, sharpness as well. So that'll drop off yeah. slightly. So I wonder whether that actually had anything to do with mm-hmm. it. But hopefully, Inverness can start to get their games on soon and clear up the backlog yep. that's happening. There's not much time left. Maybe build up. Maybe build up their points. because uh, they've got three games in hand around uh, against mm-hmm. most teams around them. So yeah, that's true. Could move up be the pretty table key, quite yeah. a bit. So, do we go to the Prem games now? We'll move on on to the midweek Premiership games. And we start ourselves off in Dundee, as Dundee United are thrashed very comfortably by St Mirren 5-1. You know, it's strange, before this game, St Mirren, they weren't struggling, but they weren't scoring that many goals they were yeah they weren't high flying they were they were they were winning games sometimes but they were they were never scoring like they were never like going three four nils in games or scoring three four goals in games um so to score five against a dundee united team which is it's not it's not been very good this season it's been a bit shaky at times they've not really found their form that i thought they would i I thought they would come up to the, the premiership and find some form I know um, their def- their defending midweek was um, awful to say the least. James McFadden said it was like defend. They were like doing strikers against cones, is what he, <laughs> what he um, described the Dundee United defence as. And I've got to sort of agree with him. Like the defending is criminal for a lot of the goals. Yeah, it is. Um, it is and horrendous. on on that, we'll go to the first goal in the half hour mark. Um, St. Mary get a free kick just inside yeah. the half. I think it was. Yeah, um, it's floated in to back post from where it was, and it's headed back across goal before it's finally headed again back across goal and into the other corner. Um, it just didn't even look look to me like any Dundee United players wanted to jump for the ball, wanted to go challenge for it. No, it was it was just very poor defending overall. Like for that, it was the, when the ball's in played into that area from a free kick, you, you have to challenge for it. You have to to win that first ball. If you lose that first ball, you're putting yourself under a lot of pressure. Yeah, I completely agree. It didn't. They're playing a fair. game of statues. Yeah, to be fair, the second the second ball they did mm. go for. The That's good instinct ball. to actually get onto it, but um, some pretty poor defending from Dundee United, which is kind of what we've been used to for this part of the season so far. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, ten minutes later, they struck again um, with a penalty. But this one, I wasn't too sure about the validity of said penalty. Oh right, so this is this is really <laughs> two pence worth, right? Um, yes, it's a penalty for me. Um, I think as the ball comes in, I think you, know, you would the cliche would be yes, it's a soft penalty, but yeah, it's still uh-huh. a penalty for me. Um, I think there's contact to the back of the player, and player Ritter was down. I think that you can justify giving the penalty there, but. Equally, if he hadn't given it, I'd have supported that as well. It was one of the ones. Um, but yeah, I, I, for me personally, I think it's a penalty. I don't, I don't want to say it's soft, but I'll say it's light contact, and he's kind of he's on the ground. He's on the ground quicker. <laughs> yeah, he's on the ground quicker than like mm-hmm. you can blink an eye. For me, it's one of those ones where the fact that he push, pulls him, like puts himself to the ground quite dramatically, it makes it. Seems softer because he's trying to to force the referee into giving the decision, yeah. which sometimes oh, you have to do. Unfortunately, um, yeah. So it, it, it's one of the ones where it's not diving to force the referee to give a decision. You just have to emphasize the contact sometimes. Some. Yeah, I get you. But for me, it's a penalty. Yeah. Although, although, although extremely, is um the phrase coined soft um. It is a penalty. He did, he did overreact, but I think, like you've mentioned, Craig, it's just for the referee to see clear as day that there's mm-hmm. been contact. Yeah, I agree with that. And then, yeah. uh, it was three, four minutes later, they got a second penalty. This time for handball, and I don't know the handball rule, but it just doesn't, doesn't look like it to me. For this one, I'm not convinced. I don't know the handball rule, so... Yeah, oh, we've yep. got that on record now. Um, it's uh, for me. No, it's not a penalty. Um, I, I well, one, it's not a penalty. No, it's, it's not a yellow card either. Um, I, I don't think I, the hands or the arms tucked in the body. Um, the ball's coming at him at some speed because it's just been pace rattled. Pace the ball, yes. Okay, it's very pacey, but there's a considerable distance. But the the player he, he turns, he tries to turn to prevent his arm from mm-hmm. you know tucks his arm in and tries to turn, and it's him. I, I, I can't you know if he sticks his arm out and it hits him, yeah okay penalty kick all day long. I, I for me I I just can't justify that he's made the, the body unnaturally bigger than the natural silhouette, which is the kind of ruling that we go by. I, I, he's yeah. tried everything in my opinion to. To try and mitigate the ball hit his hand, I think the the Saint Mirren players kind of made the ref's decision for him with that reaction. Uh, I'm not saying I'm no, not not saying that the referee's corrupt, but just uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think in an empty stadium, I, I don't think so. I, I think the problem that we have is with empty stadiums, naturally you lose concentration, and I I think that's possible. It's happened. Yeah. Because it's, I, I just can't, I can't understand why why it'd be given. There's mm-hmm. nothing obvious for me that would suggest no, only, it would be. Um, the only uh, you know, I think it's been given is because it's John Beaton. You know what I mean? That's really the, that's the only explanation I can think of. 
Uh, two favourable penalties that. given by John Beaton. I don't know if we've heard that before. Got to say though, for um, McGrath to step up and um, and this second penalty was it was very confident mm-hmm. put in the top corner. Sometimes, sometimes there's a lot of pressure on the, the player to if they get two penalties in quick succession like that to put the second one away. Did they go to the same place? Did they did they switch mm-hmm. it up? It's, but um, he switched it up. He he went into the top corner this time, and it was very, very, very good. Yeah, penalty, no, two good penalties, two good finishes. And- um, St Mirren, I mean they were well worth their, their lead, I think 3-0 maybe slightly generous in the first half, but Dundee United didn't really threaten too much, so I don't think there can be many complaints mm-hmm. over the, the scoreline anyway. True. Um, <laughs> and Dundee United might have thought they were back into it uh, just after half time when they scored through Hearts. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, it was some, actually... some finish. Yeah, great. It's actually finish. some goal as well. Yeah, the goalkeeper just kind of looked looked up and kind of went, "Where is everyone? What's going on?" <laughs> good, um, yeah. good finish from the edge of the box. Just curled it into top corner. It's the goal he didn't really have the position to save it. It would have been a really, it would have been a very good save if he'd managed to save yeah, it. Yeah, there's not so. many championship keepers that are getting um, on that. I don't think. I don't think many Premier League keepers <laughs> no. would actually get on it either. Considering yeah, no, there's not how, many keepers. How well placed it was. No, uh, I don't, but then uh, they looked as if they might have been getting a bit back into it, but nothing ever. I don't know, it just didn't really seem to click after that at all. They were getting a few attacks, but. Well, I, think, I think they tried to force mm. themselves too much into the game and then they left themselves open. Then St. Mirren just played a long ball up, counter attacked, and there were just so much space for them to. To yep. get another goal, go four one nah, up. I completely agree. And then that would have been that Connolly that got the fourth goal. What's well, Connolly that yeah. got the fourth goal? Yeah. And then, um, it's just it's just sort of like a hopeful hoof though, um, from from whoever it was. It hoofed up to him and he, well, no no one's kind of no one's actively covering the runner in behind and he just runs through and. Slots past yeah. the goalkeeper. I think it uh, might be the worst Dundee United has played all season, in my opinion. It's definitely up it's there. Definitely up there, yeah. They're, they're, a, they're a shambolic yeah. from front to back. They, five ones <laughs> flattering, in my opinion. That's true. It's not very often we sit after a game and well, say St. Mirren could have scored more than five. But that time, 19 yeah, shots. Nah, as a strange feeling. Just that game. There's a lot of shots for a team further down the league. Yeah. It's a good performance all around for them. And, Whatever Goodwin's doing, it's it's working out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the the fifth goal is just absolutely shambolic from it's Dundee just, United. I I don't understand how why the Dundee United player let him get by so easily down the wing. He just he tried to force let him, him out. get by him so easily. Yeah. He tried to force him out and then just gave up once the ball was past him. It was it was shocking defending, and then no one else seemed to come over and try and cover it. So just let him get into the box. Play a nice pass simple it. pass across and yeah. a tapping. Tapping at, at back post and no one's there to even attempt to block it or save it because everyone's been taken out of the game by the easiest pass. It ever. does seem like the kind of defending that you put out when you are four one down in the last like, in the last ten minutes. It doesn't. It seems yeah. like they've basically just given up trying to not concede goals at that point. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't really surprise me. So a well deserved win for St Mirren. I think we can all agree. 
Yeah, we can all agree that. And uh, another well-deserved win is a, a um, Ross County versus Motherwell. A two-one win for Motherwell. Um, That's a very important result down at the bottom of the table. There, like yep. hugely important. Two result, teams yeah. are fighting for the relegate, like to avoid relegation right now. Um, for Motherwell to to get that win after Yogi's came in, he's. He's kinda of revitalised the team, but he's also they're not getting the results, but they're putting in better performances in my yeah. opinion. But Well they played well. They played well against mm-hmm. Rangers a few weeks back, if I remember right. Um Yeah. Oh, yeah and they, they weren't really they weren't well, terrible so. against Aberdeen either. So it's just been waiting to collect them until they can actually get you know, the three points and that's them finally done it. So maybe they're past that hurdle. Yeah, for uh, for the first goal, um Declan Gallagher's defending is downright horrendous. He gets for, 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 a guy, for a guy that plays um, international football, you'd be as well having a statue at the back because he'd at least have stayed where he was. Got to say, for a guy that plays international football well as well, that's a, yeah, thing. it's always confused me how he, when he comes into Scotland team, he always seems to put in a good performance and then he goes back to Motherwell and puts in performances like that. It's yeah. a strange one, but... Yeah, but it looked as if he sort of not well got a bit stronger as the game went on, but they stopped letting in as many chances as that first half, you know, went forward. At least. Yeah, and I think for the first goal as well, I think the goalie really you can't just push the ball into a position <laughs> like that. The attacker, yeah. yeah. You have to push that wider or or try and hold on to it. It's, it wasn't that hard of a shot from to try and mm-hmm. hold on to in my opinion anyway but I'm not a goalkeeper but <laughs> I was going to say you're a goalkeeper <laughs> <laughs> well you're a goalie in the five aside for the five aside <laughs> podcast team yep um, I should have said I'm not a very good goalkeeper oh, to, well, uh, that. okay uh, granted well, give you that, that. <laughs> yeah. uh, mother will walk um, back into the game just after half time mother will yeah, took their time, but uh, again, the goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, the Ross County goalkeepers sold them that goal. <laughs> it's one of those ones where he's been watching him, um, the Motherwell goalkeeper in the first half, and thought, "Yeah, I'm going to copy you." Seems that's how you meant to save it. His Weakest save in the world. It, it's another a, a goal for Devante Cole. He, he keeps scoring. He's, play, he's playing well at the minute for Motherwell. He seems to be one of their, he does. their standout players so far yeah, this he, season. He looks like a good player. He's probably going to need to be key if they're going to stay up. I think he's going to have to be key. After that goal, we do move on to the the leap that we um, teased on earlier, which was um, from McGabby. I believe he has now broken the record for the was it was it record for the biggest? Um, yeah, Cristiano biggest Ronaldo's record. Yeah, seventy-five centimeters off the ground. That's yes. unreal. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, so there's, no, there's no defending um, that. There's no, there's no defending that. No, I did see a few people online saying, "Oh, yeah, it's easier for him to break the record um, when he's playing against like rubbish defenders." But you don't jump higher because the defenders are worse. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's it. <laughs> Come on, it was a strange one. Is that's what I was saying? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. Again, Bevis Mugabe, another good player for Motherwell. I think he's came in and done done quite a good shift yeah. at times. Yeah. He Works has. Hard and passes the ball quite well. No, he's been good in that, well, good-ish in that midfield. Hopefully just had a few more goals. 
to his sort of repertoire going forward. He's a big, a big boy. boy. He can be a big threat in the box, well. especially with that leap. Yeah, huge three points from Otherwell. And uh, move on to a game where the points were halved. Well, not halved, but shared. Uh, a goalless draw in Perth between St. Johnson and Aberdeen. And uh, for me... Oh, That's what they say, the left side of this game is better. It was, yeah. It yeah, was, no, it's was just... Uh, I nearly fell asleep and that was just watching the highlights. I think it'd be time to put Coronation Street on instead. Yep. Exactly. So wise man once said. <laughs> I've got to say I was reasonably impressed with um Matty Kennedy in the game though. Yeah. Was um he wasn't stand out but he had a few chances yeah, here. I think and there. Aberdeen, you could tell Aberdeen um, wanted more from the game than the points and Johnson did look pretty content. Um, at certain points in the game, so I didn't look as if they were trying, but it just it wasn't really working for anyone. I think that's yeah. kind of been Aberdeen all season, though, where they've not performed to the heights that their teams probably. Yeah, capable and they're still in third as well. So they've still managed yeah. to pull out enough points. Yeah, and I, I just it just seems like at the moment they can't score goals. Um, and it's funny they've got rid of their their striker. <laughs> they've, got, they've got rid of their their, yeah. their best striker. Well, yeah. if they um, bring in the two strikers that are the rumor to bring in, and um, Fraser Hornby and Camberry, it would. I've been trying to see what they Well, I can, I can just confirm that Aberdeen confirmed the signing of no, Fraser go. Hornby. Well, there we go. There we well, I think um, that's I think that's a yeah. very good signing for he's both parties involved. Extremely tall. He's six mm-hmm. foot five. Yeah, that's why it's a good he'll, he'll be, no, he'll be great to, yeah. to get them. Really good for them. He, uh, he's he's played a lot of games in the, the Scotland under twenty ones, but he does. He's got the record for the the most goals in it. Fair enough. He's he's been playing against like Sam Menino's under twenty ones and stuff like that. But the yeah. records are so, record. so was Wayne Rooney. You beat with so Wayne Rooney at international level, but they still count his goals, so it's fine. <laughs> That's what they do. They do call Fraser Hornby the the Wayne Rooney of Scotland. They both look the same, yeah. same physique as well. But that is another another player where, if he's got six months to to show what he's got, show Steve Clark, if he if he deserves. Is that sort of he could play that sort of McBurney role a little bit better, hopefully. <laughs> well, yeah, and um, we'll move on from that game and Aberdeen for now, um, and we'll go to Glasgow where Celtic seen off bottom of the league Hamilton 2-0 um, just a ra- again yeah, another a boring game. game I watched the whole game but, uh, it's, it's, yeah it's one of those ones where Celtic had a lot of the ball but they caused themselves a lot more problems than Hamilton did yeah, yeah caused, caused so many problems uh, with that terrible back line it's just, just uh, it's a strange I one. I don't see the perseverance. Well, at the moment, we're forced to play Shane Duffy, but the perseverance at the moment is laughable. Like it's obviously not working. It's not going to work. No. It hasn't worked. Um, I think there was so many times where um, where Hamilton just gave the ball like away far too easily. It's and you can't do that against Celtic. Yeah, there's, there's still enough quality in that starting eleven. Even yeah. Even with a, a Celtic side low in confidence and and goals mm-hmm. right now, if you give the ball away far too easily, you're going to concede goals. Yeah, especially with Griffiths yeah. up top. And you, you say you say there's enough quality and Griffiths is up top. He did open mm-hmm. the scoring on 11 minutes and uh, 
Quite a goal, actually. It was yeah, a yeah, very good really goal, good yeah. Some well, hit from the boy, he just takes on his left foot and he loves a left foot hit and just curls it in from 20 yards out. And I, I do think no um, did have quite a good game, but he did miss a couple of chances where if he was perhaps a tad sharper, he might have scored. There was one of those ones, uh, where it's, although we slated him, Duffy he did play a very good ball, ball up to Griffiths and he, he took the touch slightly away from him. And then he just couldn't get the sh- the the shot away before the Hamilton keeper was on yeah. him. Yeah, there was one at the um, like the penalty spot, and he just swipes at it and uh, misses it. Mm-hmm. There's definitely yeah. something to the fact that you know Drew um, said he's only had what seven starts this season. Because we know yeah. If, yeah, that, that that game would yeah, be so like, we know so that if he gets a good run of fixtures and then he could add a few goals, especially as the season goes on. I don't see any problem trying to get him into the squad as much as possible. Unless yeah, and I, I, yeah, and he. he it all went a bit dry, a bit boring. I zoned out a little bit until was, um, just after half time for me. Well, yeah, before half time, yeah, Moyo. It just oh yeah, he did. Oh, I think know. he just didn't expect it to come to, but it seemed like, and it just kind of bounced mm-hmm. off him. It was yeah. one of those ones where such a, clear, a very clear cut to, chance though, as well. You have to at least like hit yeah. the target there. No, I agree. And if he'd if he'd hit the target, he would have probably scored because Scott Bain is. Well, we'll go into terrible that. goalkeeper. Well, yeah. well, we'll move. We'll move on. Um, <laughs> just after half time, when odds on Edward, he seems to have found his scoring boots again. And uh, well, again, it's a really nice, nice goal. Yeah, it was a cool finish. At first, it's I thought a, it was going to be a very good tackle, and then um, he did so well to win, like to get the ball back from the tackle. Yeah, t- uh, and then touches it and just leathers it into the roof of the net. Well, not like, the ball moved quickly, but effort. It seemed effortless for him. I think the one posi- the one positive to take from the game is Celtic definitely, in my opinion, suit a two striker formation currently, given the crop of crop of players. Like there's quite a few times where Griffiths and Edwards link up very well, and they would be providing um, good opportunities for each other. Yeah, it's a it's a strike partnership I actually really like. Um, as much as I've got my problems with Griffiths at the moment, it just yeah, they they seem to work really well together, and uh, it's it's going to be a, a shame when Odson Edward leaves at the end of the season because yeah. that's inevitable. And uh, who knows I what's going to happen? We're talking about a partnership where both of them might not even be at the club come next season. Yeah, both of them won't, might not be at the club come next season. I've got to say, I think if although um it's been confirmed that Nisbet will stay at Hibs uh, this window, seems likely that he might mm-hmm. go in the summer. Could be a signing for Hibs to try and make to get Griffiths back. Possibly. Who knows? Possibly. It's a bit of a risk for a manager. I think for the moment we've lacked game time, you know. But, I mean, any, I suppose any manager in Scotland you knows he'll do the job. Yeah. If you can get him fit and playing, then yeah, you'll get he'll you the goals. Score. So. So, quite right. 40 goal a, se- 40, 40 goal a season striker. <laughs> yep, under Uncle Ronnie. But, yeah, just. Just in terms of that game, I was really quite impressed with Sorrow again. Just his his sharpness, his movement off the ball and on the ball, and his his passing and just the the way he just kind of sits and controls the game really quite well. And uh, is definitely a a good one for the future for Celtic. Yeah, he's probably one of the only sort of silver light uh, silver linings there's been over the last sort of two months of football that we've managed to get him into starting eleven because he does he does look good. Him and yeah, Turnbull, David Turnbull as well. They both performed really well. Yeah. Got 
got to look at them both and think, like, what what has Neil been doing? Although they've still not been playing well, like since they've came in, yeah. what what did Neil do? Why did he not play them at the, towards the start yeah. of the season? Who knows? I think um, both of them will be pivotal yeah. next season. So. Like Sor- Sorrow especially has impressed me in the sense that. Um, often Celtic's play this season's been a tad slow, but his work ethic has been trying to help get the ball to Turnbull, who can make things happen. I think that's making a huge difference in him actually being able to cover mistakes from uh, defensive frailties. Well, Celtic do have a big rebuild next season, and I think building around the midfield of McGregor, Turnbull, and Sorrow could be a start for them. Yeah. D- just depends who leaves and who stays and who gets and, brought and in over the summer months as well, and yeah, who the manager is. Yeah, but yeah, it, that was it, a a good. It was three points for Celtic. I'll say that. Can you guys not hear me? Well, Matt has um, lagged out. It seems I, I never left them last week. I, I could literally listen to you. I thought you tell me you've lagged yeah, out I there. I think um, Celtic's uh, rebuild has been an interesting um, project. I know, that is there. That, there we go, you're back. Some, some technical issues there. <laughs> we are in. Um... <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, um, same to Billy, so you don't have to listen yeah. to him anymore. Moving on yeah, from that. The Hibs Rangers game, which I thought I, I thought it was quite a good game. Very end to end. Yeah, yeah, yeah first half was unbelievably end to end. I think we've got a few talking points in that game though that um, may have uh, may or may not have swayed the result, but we'll get into them. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, it, we'll start with the scoreline. Um, it was Hibs nil, Rangers one. And uh, Alfredo Morelos controversially getting the goal. The goal wasn't controversial. Good goal, nice. It was a good goal. Nice bit of nice passing play. It's good. Started by Morelos and finished by. It's very good movement from Morelos. To always like he never stopped. He, he always kept moving. Wait, yeah, that's the just because he's that slow. <laughs> True. Like a turgid um, slug moving across the, the pitch. There, the controversial part move, was his movement's actually very good. It's just yeah, his movement of uh, his foot into Portis's leg. It was very good as well. Really good. And, uh, <laughs> it was it, his movement. Uh, actually managed to avoid getting the red card as well. It was imp- impressive. Yeah, I think we can all agree. I, oh, we don't know how he's avoided um, a red card for that, and obviously, I don't, he's received yeah. a free match ban, which is which is fair. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Surprisingly, have not appealed that one. However, on the, the for the other team, there was also a possible stamp. Um, which hasn't been given a, a um, citation. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the word. What do we like, do? We think that one should have been given, or for me, <laughs> yes. After eventually looking at it from a better angle, because I, when I first seen it, I seen it from like a terrible angle, and I wasn't sure. But after watching it a couple times since, I think, yeah, I think it should have been a red card as well. I think. The more I do look at it, the more it does convince me it's probably a red card. It's just one of those ones where there's no... I know there doesn't have to be any force in it, but there's no force in him bringing his leg down on to um, Kamara, I believe it was. Yep, it was yep. um, whereas Morelos, you could see there was definite 
force bringing it down? Yeah, I think um, obviously Bill probably can give us a technical def- definition, but I do think there were probably both um, <laughs> red, red cards. I know Morelos's decision uh, decision <laughs> uh, tackle uh, was a lot worse, and his stamp was it. Absolute red, but I do feel that it probably should be a red for McGregor as well. So is that why Morelos never gets sent off these days? Because he makes the decisions. <laughs> you'd you'd <laughs> think that, considering he didn't get sent think. off. Um, yeah, so this game this game took up most of my um, notes. I furiously for about every, you know, every tackle. Um, yeah, the, the Morelos one, I think we can all agree, it's a, it, it's a red card. It's similar to the, to the Rafe one. Um, that was given, well, that was given, but this wasn't given. Um, the McGregor one, yes, yeah, it's a red card, but I, I understand why it's not given. Um, I, I think that if you don't give the first one, which was more obvious, if you want to be consistent, you can't really give the second one. Yeah. If you've deemed the, if you've deemed the first one accidental, which it, which it has yes, been so- deemed. The, the second one, then you also have to deem accidental. Well, here's one for you. I thought when <laughs> if the ref had seen the challenge, then they couldn't have any retrospective action on it. I thought that was something that came up last season around some challenges that were based on Morelos, I believe, as well. Um, well, he does make those tackles sometimes. So I, I thought that was a position that was in for the, the retrospective bans. Um, so, the incident was seen at the time by the match official, but subsequently has then been reviewed by the compliance officer, who has then issued a notice saying that the incident has been missed by the officials. Now, the ins and outs of the procedure is... Um, questionable in my opinion um, I think that fans would benefit and prefer a much clearer line of communication because I think majority of fans are frustrated that the wording of it kind of contradicts what actually happens um, yeah, I think... you know I, I do have sympathy for for fans in these situations but um, I'm sure that's probably yeah, happened it's, because it's an act of violent conduct that's been missed. You can you can bring it, you can you know review it to say well, you know, let's say hypothetically, Morelos punched somebody in the pitch and it was missed completely. <laughs> it's the whole what we call Wait, trial by TV fun. now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think in this incident alone, I don't think many people can have too 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 many complaints, but I'm. I'm surprised McGregor has escaped action. Yeah. Well, there was also another controversial decision, possibly controversial, who knows. Um, it seemed like Golton pushed over Dodge in the box. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Um, for for me, this is a, it's a penalty kick and a red card. I think it's got... Well, not, it's not com- completely similar, but it's got similarities to the first St Mirren penalty. Yeah. A pushing the yeah, back. Yeah, kind of. Although, this one would be a, deemed as a red card and the St Mirren wouldn't be, but... Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think it's blatant. 
His two hands pushed no. him in the back, and people were saying, "Oh, yeah, but he went for the header." That's because he's he was going to go for the header anyway, but he gets pushed over, so he can't go for the header at that point. I'm surprised the ref has missed that actually. It's I'm a, surprised. It's yeah. a very silly one from Golden to try because I don't think Dodge is doing much with the ball if he gets it. It's an unfortunate one, and I know that comes. That sounds like I'm making an excuse, but I'm not. I think Hibs have been really unfortunate. The two major flashpoints have happened in two areas of the pitch, which are really difficult to police. Um, a quick counter attack with an early cross into the box, you know, but, you know, at best 25, 30, 35 yards away from that, and if you've not got the right angle, you can't give it. Um, so that's my not my defence, but that's my kind of reasoning as to maybe why it's not been given. But I think they'll. For me, it's a penalty, and then if you give the penalty, it's denial of Robert's goal-scoring opportunity, and which is, for me, punishable by a red card. I think if the ref sees it back, I think it's a red card. Yeah, if the ref's seen it, yeah. I mean, um, another key point I had in that game was that Morelos missed an absolute over the, sitter. I, was, I have Morelos that written down as well. Uh, well he's he's had many times what he's done. Uh, missing the odd tap in, so it's not, it's not unusual, even for how good oh, of a goal scorer he actually is. It's one of those ones where it's easier to score. Takes a slight touch off the defender's foot, but then takes even the at bubble. that, yeah, I still think he should finish mm-hmm. that, or at least do better. Yeah, I think that brings me to um, I believe it was Jackson Irvin, Mister Mister Sitter. I believe he did as well. Yes. Um. Where I think me and Craig earlier on in our group chat were having the argument that McGregor had his hand on the ball before. Um, I think that's a tough one. I'd, I'm, that's it. It's one of those ones where we had to actually break it down frame by frame to see where he did of the no. uh, the hands on the ball. It's one of those ones where the ref obviously doesn't have frame doesn't by frame have view. Yeah. So <laughs> slow mo. <laughs> but that's why I sponsored by Specsavers, Matt. And then the chance is missed. So. The yeah. decision it didn't didn't really come to anything for either team. Yeah, never misses yeah. that man. Had I think it, you know, been, been scored out, <laughs> I would I'd be expecting it to be ruled out. Yeah, as a um, typical that'd be my Alan, interpretation of it. Um, typical Alan McGregor behaviour was making sure the referee knew about it. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. always does. I think um, people in the other side of um, Edinburgh would also know about it because they probably heard him. He's, he's <laughs> um, loud, isn't he? I think um, mm-hmm. Josh Doig had another very good game. Um, some of his crosses in the first half and the positions he was taking was very good. And I think um, quite harsh to be taken off. I felt that he was one of yeah. be- Hibs' better no, players. He was a good player. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually really liked Doig. One of those ones where he, he, he said himself that he wants to look at moving to the, the Premier League and following Tierney and Robertson's footsteps. Um so we'll have to see where he goes. Yeah. Looks yeah. a good player. He's a bit. Uh, sometimes he's caught positionally out of position, um, and he's caught playing terrible crosses yeah. into the box sometimes. Uh, but it's something that, you can. That work kind on. of um, brings me to the point of the Rangers' goal. Uh, Porteous's positioning was um, downright probably criminal from a guy of his his ability. Um, I don't know what you guys think on think on it. Yeah, 
they should have done better, they should have done worse, but I don't know, I felt yeah, it I was, think, I think it was, I think it was just a bad way of position. A, lap a little bit hard done by McGee, but also, they defended quite well apart you can't from switch that. off like that when um, you get a guy of that quality it just in the box. Let him, you can, although Morelos has his controversial moments, you can't let him have that much space in the box, or he is going to punish you. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and uh, after that, we'll move us on to our last Premiership midweek game, uh, a game that continued Livingston's run, um, and they beat Kilmarnock 2 0 at home. Yeah. And uh, well, they really left it late. They left the 89th and 90th minute goal. Um, to secure the three points against a bedraggled Kilmarnock. Yeah. The first goal took a, a slight deflection. At first I thought it looked like the keeper could have got it, but it took a slight deflection. Slight deflection, in. oh. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, think, I believe that was the 89th minute. And then yep. Ca- I think... Is it Cabia? That's, a, that's his first goal for... Yeah. Uh-huh. And then after, if you concede in the 89th minute, your confidence is going to drop, and I think that was clear. For the fact that a minute later they went up and um, it was just it was dreadful defending and dreadful goalkeeping as well to let it go through your yeah. legs for that second goal as well. Yeah, I, I was going to no say yeah, uh, it it starts with this, the ball the the move starts and it's finished within thirty seconds of Robbie McCrory kicking the ball up the pitch. Yeah. He launches it long and it's just not dealt with, and it uh, falls to Pittman, and he just slots it through the goalkeeper's legs and. An embarrassing day, an embarrassing evening is uh, capped off with that. Yeah, you've, for got, you've got to say, I don't know what um, Brandon Hamstrup, if I'll say that correctly, if not, I apologise. <laughs> I don't know what um, he's doing um, for the second goal. Um, yeah. Just extremely uh, sloppy defending, especially when Kelly needs a result. Yeah. And, uh, well, that was our, our midweek Premiership fixtures fulfilled and we'll move on to the weekend and we'll start back in the championship again our first game Air United back at Somerset Park a 4-1 victory over Aloha um, yeah actually uh, I watched the full game for this one so got to, can talk quite a bit about it um, one person that I actually really liked watching that game was Tom Walsh I think Air missed him quite a bit this season already because he got injured and he's first or second game with us um, and he's been out and he's only recently yeah, come no, back and it was, um, you can see he wasn't fully really fit but this game he really and came back home. and yeah, he did. He it made was a really massive impact in the game Actually, um, he was probably the best and he showed part. that he's, he's finished for the first goal um, deflected out to him from a corner and um, managed to squeeze it through the bodies into the net And yeah. so Air started well there. That was the sixth minute they scored in, but then the eleventh minute, they give away a free kick at the the halfway line. And you think that's just a free kick at the halfway line? That's fine. Then Alan Trouton runs up and uh, hits the ball. Yeah, and, um, I, I, before anyone's had a chance, chance to sort of, sort of set things things things. I know that there's not time yeah, to sort of reset. So. over everyone and it's into the so back of the net from about what forty-five, fifty yards. Yeah, it's pretty close to the halfway line. So. 
got to be an, an early contention for goal of the season. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those ones where it's been a sort of poor, it's um, been a poor run at his time at Arsenal as well. Sort of the had his fair share of critics, but I think it's just the so-called boo boys um, wanting to. They need someone to blame, um, and I think he's the the one that they've chosen this season. So, for. Yeah, uh, it has been, yeah. But um, at home, they're on a good run of form at home. That is the one thing. Um, they've not, they've not lost at mm-hmm. home in a while. Um, I believe it, it date back quite a while. I can't actually remember the date that it dates back to, but it's a. I think it's February last year. Although, yeah, twenty fifth of February last year. Obviously, there was a few months without football, but to go almost a year without losing a game at home is quite impressive. Yeah. Um, well, on the on the flip side, um, Aloha, you know, not a win in six. I think that's you know, probably going to sort of, sort of, sort of difficult seal, areas not, as well. Not to be uh, presumptuous, just, um, but I think that might seal sort of the, the goal. Sort of I think if so we keep losing games with that fashion, I would be very surprised. They have been holding their luck the past few seasons in the championship, in my opinion. So, so. Yeah, I think the, yeah. the the main problem is the defence. They've conceded thirty-two goals in thirteen games this season, it's which not, is <laughs> it's uh, not a poor viewing to say the least. But um, like you said, they did have a a header uh, just not long after they scored, and it went into the goalie's hands. Probably should have done better, but then uh, not long after that, McCowan. Is that very good young player? I really like McCowan. No, he's a very um, good young player. Gets the ball. Yeah, it's, it's a really good goal. It really works it well. And just crawls in. Creates that, that space. I think maybe maybe because we don't see it that often, players aren't that. I want to see more of that from McCowan. I think he's he's got more of that in him. Well, he just needs the the players around him and the confidence yeah. to get out of him. Um, so there's not a lot of space there. Yeah, he jukes two defenders as it, and then just sort of yeah. finds it, finds the, the space. Uh, Mo Salah is gonna finishes it into that the side netting at the far post. We do into the second half. We did end up getting a penalty, which was was a clear penalty in my opinion. No need for us to go too much into depth in that one. But although although Muirhead is um is his penalty taker, he, he does take a lot of penalties. Muirhead where he times it. Um, like Partick and stuff like that. Um, I, I would have liked to see Wright hit it. I think he should have got a new striker in, and he get a penalty. Give him, give him the chance to get his confidence up. If because a lot of, a lot of goal scoring in the lower leagues is based on confidence. If you can get your confidence up, you can go on a wee run of form, scoring goals. You're going to get a few. So um, Muirhead puts it away very well in the end, but. I was disappointed that I didn't get to see right hit it. Yeah, it's a tidy little finish. Yeah. Yeah, really good uh, ball. Well, a scintillating air display is capped off again mm-hmm. by McCowan. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, eight minutes well, later. Was yeah, it him that tried to chip the goalie? Tom Walsh getting his in. Well. Second assist of the game, down the wing. Cross in. Yeah, a really nice cross as well. Overall, a good display for him. Nice cross and a good finish, especially contested with the defender in front of you. Hang. Yeah, I mean, uh, was it him that tried to chip the goalie towards the end of the game as well? Um, I believe it was, yes. Yeah, so had a wee chance to get a, get a third one in there, but... I remember when I liked the look of in that game was Ndaba, um, on loan from Ipswich. He's, there was a lot, he's, when we signed him, I was under the impression he was a centre-half, but we seemed to have been playing him a lot at left-back the first couple of games. Um, and there's a lot of times where he picked the ball up and he, dro- he drove forward with it. No, he looked solid. And he did, he looked solid. If he'd got support with him, then it could have been some good chances, but he's not a... You can see he's not going to be a guy that's mm. going to skin the team and score himself, but... Um, he seemed to be good at picking the ball up in good positions <laughs> and, and yeah. stopping them from doing much with it. So, yeah. Hopefully, Air can build on that momentum going into Friday night against Hearts on the yeah, telly. Because I've, I've noticed that they are... <laughs> the replug there. <laughs> they are only, they are only uh, three points off the promotion playoff. Uh, places. It's one um, of the, this league is so tight. It's if you go it's and very a, tight if you go in a poor it? run of three games, you're 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 struggling. But then if you can win a couple of games, of you're games. back up well in, like in my fight. But yeah. So. Um, and you're talking about Hearts, so we'll move on yeah, to Hearts. Uh, really at good. home to Dunfermline. It's a one 0 win for him. A happy one 0 win for Craig Gordon in his six hundredth uh, career appearance, uh, keeping a clean sheet. Well. Yeah, great goalie. With that being his 600 career points, he had a, mm-hmm. a very good game in my opinion. I think both keepers had a very good game. He had an yeah, amazing game, yeah. There was some... It was a really, really good goal. It's, yeah. yeah. Quite, it was quite an even game. Both teams had some very good chances, but both keepers were well up to the chances and and made the saves. And, but it's one of those ones where you leave yeah. a player like Walker give him a wee bit of space he will he'll punish you yeah, yeah it was very even going to take a bit of quality yeah, to the very even and uh, it was tight and they were it took 81 I think the second half Hart sort of come into um, it a little bit more there's a few yeah, more really chances nice play. um, played into him and, uh, and yeah, he just fires it a really back good across goal and finds that that last sort of corner before the post and the goalkeeper had no chance really did he no it was always going to take a bit of quality to decide that game because it was tight and they were missing chances I think the yeah. second half Hearts sort of came into it a little bit more, made a few more of the chances, yeah. um, and yeah, it was a really good bit of play from Walker. Uh, I, think it, I think it proves the quality of um, Hearts, that they're grinding out results, and they've got such a good goalkeeper, like, um, in my opinion, yeah. Craig Gordon would still do it for most teams in the league above. Good, solid yeah. goalkeeper, saves points, Yeah, the, he was the, instrumental the, today. Oh, The foundations <laughs> of your today, team... The core, the core of your team is so important, and Craig Gordon just sort of, mm-hmm. he, he, he's a great, he was a great signing for, for Hearts. Um, Got to say, uh, well, yeah, Williams had a really good game um, as well because Williams hasn't played. For all they weren't at their best, they definitely could have had that well, game. I don't, I don't actually know if it's at all for Williams, but uh, he has been called up to the squad. So two international yeah. level goalkeepers really against each other, which is probably why you've seen so many of the the good saves being pulled off in that game. Well, 
Yeah, Hulk had quite a good chance. I can't even pretend I watched it. I missed it. Um, yeah, and we'll move on to um, Morton or Brolf. Another one which um, our Brolf came out 1-0 winners in the end, but it took them again another while to score the goal. I think that's another one of those games the less said about it the better, to be honest with you. It was... Yeah. It was... Well, you've been glad you missed. <laughs> but with um, with Alloway losing, um, uh, as a very good result for a Broth taking off the bottom, it, it just puts yep. even more pressure mm-hmm. on Alloway. That's obviously Jack That's Hamilton, who's just came in on loan, sc- scoring the goal. Yeah, uh, yeah, starting his career off well. Yeah. Uh, um, um, a also, so. it was. Yeah. It also was Jim McAllister's uh, mm-hmm. final game before retirement. Um, it was his yeah, final game. Well, I wish him well in his retirement, playing 361 yeah. games. It's quite impressive, yeah. I think what it highlights is Morton's lack of attackers. Um, I think they've, they've struggled for goals, um, but maybe not so much recently, but I think when, you know, Plan A doesn't go their way. They don't have, seem to have a plan B, a plan C, or a plan D to kind of sort things out. But I, I can see here that they have just announced the signing of Kaziah Sterling on loan from Tottenham for the rest of the season. That's a... uh, who is an, an attacker. Um, so he might be the, the spark that's needed to well, kind of get Morton scoring again. Going um, on Morton's lack of attacking threat, a player that I, I really thought I could have, we were going to see more of this season was... Um, yeah, really player. I really thought There's when he moved to Morton, I think just not he's going to get a chance to get a good run of games in here. He's going to prove what he couldn't really manage to prove too much at air. Um, but he do, he's not he's not done it. He just doesn't seem to. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just doesn't have the ability that it looked like he was going to have. So. I think <laughs> it's a very tough league if you're out for a couple of games to then find yourself back in a team that are sort of in the, in the wolf pack if you will, in the in the middle For me I, I, that would suggest to me there could potentially be a, a training issue Yeah. Um, with, with a squad as threadbare as Morton's who are lacking attacking creative players, similar like McGuffey who when he was you know, in kind of peak form air was at times unplayable I, 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 I struggle to understand how he's not made it into a Morton team that's crying out for creative players. Yeah. Um, uh, before we labour on this game for too long, uh, I'll swiftly move us on to what I saw as a bit of a shock after Wraith got destroyed by Hearts. Uh, they went home and they sorted themselves out and they've beaten Dundee 3-1. Yeah. It's one of those ones where Dundee made all these signings, but you have to... You have to be able to do something with the signings. You can't. Yeah. You can't not. You can't just buy a team. You have to fit in together. Mm-hmm. So, Dundee did start off well, getting a, a goal. Osmond so doing. Started, Osmond so yeah, does they started really scoring in the championship. And yeah. They started really brightly, really brightly, really really sharp. Uh, quick goal, five minutes in. Great cross, it, fantastic finish, and just yeah. looked like they might might kicked on and, and seen the game out, but. Unfortunately, they could only hold on for 15 minutes or so before Wraith got the equaliser. Yeah, I, th- I think um, Kai Kennedy has been, so far, a very influential signing for Wraith. He yeah. seems to be what, what they're missing almost. I know it's uh, very early to um, 
to say what he'll do, but he's certainly in the games he has played, apart from the Dune by Hearts, which is hard to <laughs> comment on, but um, he's done quite well since he's come in, for sure. I think seeing young players come in from either side of the old form to, to the, um, the lower leagues, and like especially on attacking players, and doing well, like he seen it a lot with um, Stephen Kelly last season. Like he came down and he played amazing, but then he, he just he, he's not really he's uh, not really pushed on this season. So I, I hope the goal. Kai Kennedy can get this form going, push on next season, see what he can do next season, and then see what it takes him. Yep. Um, and uh, we'll we'll talk about Ray's second goal, which is. Unbelievable! Really good Absolutely unbelievable! I, think the first I can't touch believe he's done it. Up, Thirty-five really. yards. <laughs> but even then, you, know, you, you don't volley. see finishes like that very often. Yeah, he picks, set, so. picks up first, Fair first touch just in front of him, and then he just goes in this week. Chip, well, not chips it, but, but he volleys, he volleys like the half volley and gets over the no. goalkeeper and yeah. still into the low portion of the net. I can finish. Yeah, it probably went over him though. I think the first touch set it up so well. But even yeah. then, I mean, you, you don't see finishes like that very often in championships. So. One of those one of those oh, ones nice where finish. one of those ones where if he'd missed it you wouldn't have blamed him for hitting it though. Well if it was you and pro clubs we know you'd shoot it. Nah, I wouldn't know. Yep. Then um, and, uh, mere five minutes later Kennedy topped off his performance um, with a quite a good goal, a well taken goal. Like cutting in cutting in onto oh, I don't I, I, I can actually tell you what footed he is, but uh, I believe um, he's right footed. So cutting onto his right foot and just to, it just you just kind of like have to place that one. Just you just guide it Finesse. into the the top corner, um, and it it's just added to his mm-hmm. assist he got in that Sim- game. And yeah, he he was uh, the standout player in that game for me. Yeah, it's scintillating performance. Um, just and yeah, getting the goal, getting the goal just caps off, doesn't it? It's what what every sort of young player wants to do is when they play well, they want to score as well. And he did. I think. I think um, it's very good to, um, like we've touched upon. It's good to see these young players mm-hmm. be brave and not just sit um, in the reserves at Rangers or Celtic or other big teams and actually go and try establish themselves and get time at these other teams. Great example yeah. is uh, Craig's obviously mentioned Stephen Kelly, who um, I felt was one of Air's best players last season. He definitely came up, uh, well, went down and no, proved himself very well. Yeah, he was. And you've got to say, with with a Ross County team that's that's struggling to do much, you you would expect him to be doing doing better there. You'd expect him to do, to to be playing games and and putting in performances. But it's it's strange. Maybe that the step up just yep. wasn't Back to Park. wasn't ready for it. <laughs> He's kind of had a mixed bag so far, but. He's, o- he's only young, so he's got a lot of time to develop his game, and maybe another he loan, a known supporter maybe of the back podcast. to the championship wouldn't do him. Um, well, I'd take him back it, in a heartbeat, so... Um, well, time to make some so, um, calls, I guess. If you're watching this podcast, Stephen Gerrard, then just um, <laughs> feel free to send him back. He does love the sure podcast. Aero will gratefully accept him, yeah. Um, uh, so that, that was a final championship game. Of the weekend, yep. Yeah. So it sees Hearts are now twelve points clear, although Wraith do have games in hand. But you never know what's going to happen in such a tight league. But it looks like Hearts are going to not run away with this, but they're going to go now back you, up. Now you can see straight it. away. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're going to run away. It's, uh, yeah, they should. Mm-hmm. They really should. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's 
it's one of those ones where, as well, you could you could see when Air went to Titan Castle and I scored mean, three goals. You, you thought maybe Hearts aren't that they good. Hearts come back and score five, <laughs> and it yeah. just shows their quality. They showed their quality <laughs> in the the cup final where they gave Celtic a a team a league above quite a good run for their money at times. Well, moving on. Speaking of Celtic, um, we'll move on to a shambolic affair. That's, that's all I've got. Celtic Park, Celtic 1, St Mirren 2. St Mirren <laughs> capping off their fantastic start to the week and uh, finishing it on a, on a real high for them, picking up another three points. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That was the well, point. Yeah. So Merritt opened the opened the score at eighteen minutes in, and um, oh, you just can't. It's criminal defending on that on the left hand side. Greg Taylor and Shane Duffy linking up for just some of the worst that I've ever seen. Uh, just letting the ball get passed through them and cut back and he's really put in. And, well, Bane's a ghost. Bane is a ghost in net. I think so. Not there. The ball just attempts to save it and it just goes in the back of the net. I've got to say, I have to apologise for being an advocate for him. Greg Taylor to be starting over Lacks out all these times. Yeah, I think if I was a St. Mirren fan, I'd really like to see more of that. He's not shown himself much there. I mean, St. Mirren, who had obviously. That wasn't good, yeah. Two wins now. I'd be looking to see more of that because it really was a good goal. Really good play from them. I was yeah. I was gonna say, Shambolic defending, but that's just because I'm a Celtic fan. I'm gonna get pissed off about it. But yeah, five five days last six, five days last seven or something. Edward, yeah, and uh, we get ourselves back into it in the 32nd minute through Otton Edward. Clear think he's, he's picked up form again. Um, yeah, it's, it's not even, it's not even the best contact as well for but, the finish, but puts it on target. Yeah. Um, it's a, I, again, it's another really nice move. Uh, Cal McGregor just yeah, bursts like down sort of like the left hand side of the box. Uh, cuts it back into Edward, who takes a touch past the defender and finishes mm-hmm. coolly across goal. Goalkeeper. I, I do think um, Anik no, maybe yeah. has to do a tad better. Not yeah, to say the goalie kind of stood no finish, chance because it's also Edward though. But... Yeah, considering... Mm-hmm. I don't blame him not saving it, but I feel when he got a hand, he maybe pushes it slightly. Yeah, and again, I yeah. think, again, credit to Douglas. Sorry, right, yeah. Just as I thought we might have kicked on and maybe... maybe um, he, takes, he takes it got when he finishes uh, The, the symbolic <laughs> defending uh, reoccurred uh, five minutes later and Dermis scores for St Mirren. And, that was his <sighs> first goal of the season as well. Oh Christ! Yeah, but um, so it, it starts off with when near Beaton being miles out of position, uh, trying to cover something that he doesn't need to cover, and then Shane Duffy loses the ball in the air, turns around and runs away from the man. It's um, <laughs> it's a very strange bit of defence for what is a well, obviously not anymore, but. A Premier, well, a Premier League quality defender in, in years gone by, and um, yeah. you you think things like that you you don't unlearn. But you you meant to stay on your not, man. Not, not that's that not, well. That's like yeah. not one that one defending. Obviously, Celtic at the minute no, are playing no, Duffy and Beaton. Beaton, who uh, obviously get injured, hope he recovers soon. But 
as a CDM. He's he's not a centre half by any means. He's played centre half for for quite a lot while now. Um, yeah, and then we've really well done. I don't think that's his natural position. I think that shows with the playing extremely well down in the championship. Um, you know what I mean? It's and again, I'll touch on Scott Bain it, again. I don't understand. I still don't understand. He's I just such a tragic goalkeeper, Craig Gordon. And he's Newland's third first choice goalkeeper of the season. He just yeah. keeps <laughs> making goalkeepers first choice goalkeepers. Yeah. Then, we, then we see like our, our last season second choice goalkeeper playing extremely well down in the championship. Yeah, it's a. It's yeah. a strange one. I don't understand. I still don't understand. I still, I think I there was so much frustration you could see in the Celtic players. Like they, yeah. they, you can tell that. Well, you can tell that some of them are trying. It's just that it's not working for them at all. Yeah. It's just I don't. I don't know. I mean, well, I, I do know what needs to happen within the need to get rid of the Lennon, but. The only guy at points actually trying to create things, in my opinion. He was literally yeah, coming was... down, looking for passes, trying to be smart. The I was play. extremely impressed with Cal McGregor again for another game. Yeah, it's an effort. Yeah, his movement, his passing, it just. Everyone about him, and he's coming into the prime of his career now, his physical prime. So, yeah, yeah I'm excited to see what yeah. what he can kick he's on and do if we keep him. Um, one of few that's um, always seems to get interviewed for Celtic TV. He's not afraid to shy behind yeah. um, what's happening this it's season. It's one of those ones where, as a, more than likely a future, well, already has been captain in his club this season, but more than likely the future actual full-on captain of Celtic, you have to. Sometimes you've got to take the brunt of it. You've got to be the one that steps up for the interviews. You've got to, mm-hmm. even if it's not going well, you've got to yeah, be there. I feel, I feel bad for him because he is almost, whenever something goes bad for us or we lose or we don't play well or we draw, he seems to be the one that's forced out for the interview. Whereas when we win, it's like, oh, we'll interview all the other players because <laughs> we've won. But now, because we've lost, we'll interview Callum McGregor. And I feel bad yeah, for him because he only gets interviewed when we do badly. We're not trying to yeah, argue. He's a utility player. Like he's, he's something that Celtic... <laughs> we need left-backs, um, but not him. Season, obviously, should look to build a team around because he's the type of right. guy who is deceptive. He, he's quite good defending. He's equally, when he gets the opportunity, quite good going forward. Yeah, just, just not a left-back. No, not... <laughs> no. Oh, Never a you might need a left-back. Um, we need left-backs, but not him. It's an yeah. absolutely shocking defending. So, um, Dundee United. Moving on from that game. A team with a good left back. Hibs <laughs> beating Dundee United 2 0 away from home. Not a good couple of games for Dundee United. Two home games, two losses. It's an absolutely shocking defending. Yeah, it really is. Again, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, they were doing you know, what is. And the dogs keep barking. For, um, the dogs keep barking. Yeah. Um, do they train for the? I love train. Technique? That's it. I think it was well, just it's, train. It's, it's, it seems to work. Like I know it's um, perhaps unique, but the train seems to be moving and um, <laughs> trying to make a quote out of that. <laughs> it arrived in the station of goals. <laughs> yeah. The trains keep chewing. And yeah, I mean, even though it wasn't the best defending, you can tell it all comes out to me. Just um, smacked it. Like, he's, he's, the, I don't think there's much thought. The ball through that um, cluster of players, um, and was still quite impressive. To be fair, yeah, it was for the first goal. 
Although he really should have been closed down a lot faster from nah, we'll, we'll let him off with it. any of the Dundee United players that are right in front of him. <laughs> yeah, we've played this one. Um, it was actually about Jackson Irvin as well. Got a little bit of a mention to him done well to sort of keep was the ball in at that byline and get it back to him. Although con well, controversially possibly should have been playing, so goals. you've got to think about that. <laughs> True, but we'll let him off with considering he did play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've got to say, I was actually really impressed with the assist for the second game. It's a perfect way, again, it's, it's defended from Dundee. When you've got a player with just, like, like, Boyle's pace, if you you've got three to, mannequins like, to be able to just play those balls, it sometimes makes it seem easier. Between them. Um, like, they, don't, they just don't react. It, it it. Just, because obviously if you're playing just played it so well, you know that you've got that pace to get like, The weight was just so well, so good. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah, probably. It's as if you stuck like three mannequins in a row and tried to get a guy to pass between them. Especially given the fact that we're all obviously from here and we all know everything that Shankland had done when he was playing down this way. I feel like we used that word shambolic too many times about Dundee United in this episode. Yeah, it's not. And we know he can score goals. We've seen him score goals on multiple occasions. Yeah. Especially given the fact that we're all obviously from here and we all know everything that Shankland had done. Not not very many. No, I agree. I think yeah, not very many. I don't know the exact number. Yeah, uh, I, I like a, if a point out earlier. It's a lot of goal scoring. It's confidence. If you can get a good run of form going, you will score goals. He just he just needs that that run of form. Right. So is there any? Is any Probably need make him off it back. Is any him, but... and they should go for him. Um, we'll let that slide. <laughs> yeah, ask him yeah. if he's available. He's not 38, Matt. He's 36, he's... 35? 34 is what I would say. Um, he looks about 60. Yeah, no doubt, it, it, does <laughs> it does touch his arm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going to shift us to yeah, an, incident in this, an, an incident in this game. The Hibs game, um, where it appeared that that Doig, and well, may have handled the ball. So it's Billy, what's your views? Well, yes, he handles the ball, but it's not a penalty. Now, if anyone's listening and is instantly confused by that statement, I'll explain why that's the case. So the ball comes in, it bounces, it bounces off. What appears, I think, it's his thigh. It bounces off, and then it hits his arm. Now. And then he kind of swats it away, almost volleyball-like, out for a, a throw-in. Um, the law states that if the if the ball hits the ball hits another body part before it hits the hand, it's not a penalty because the defender's played a controlled touch, or a, he's played a touch. Doesn't necessarily need to be controlled, but he's taking the deflection or a touch off another part of the body, yeah, which then nullifies the handball, which is um, a law that was brought in two seasons ago, I believe. So Dundee United can feel very hard done by with yep, handballs in the last two games, but unfortunately, it's just the way it goes. Yep. Fine by me then. Um, yeah, and we'll move on, and hopefully not for long. We have to talk about this one: Livingston nil, Aberdeen nil. I think. Um, we'll talk. We'll talk about Livingston though. We'll talk about Livingston because they do con continue their form. 
I think it's 10 league games, league league games. and uh, 13 in all competitions. Yeah. Um, I, I do have to say there was there was no. chances from both if teams in that game. It's a brilliant um, save. There was a, brilliant um, save from Lewis a chance out. where um, I it was Pittman. In the first half, um, he really should score it. United, Lewis uh, comes across uh, Aberdeen so had fast. A couple of good chances. It's one of those ones where it, it um, might have possibly crossed the line, but where you can't Hayes really tell from the camera angle. So we'll just have to call it as a no goal. So yeah, yeah. Was, you know, Aberdeen uh-huh. had chances to put themselves ahead early, but I think in the second half, Livingston sort of had the a, a couple of more chances. I think it was tough on Aberdeen as well because they did um, they did start the game without without really a recognised striker. Um, yeah, they should have so scored. You're, it's obviously going to be harder to get goals without a, a recognised striker in the part. But then um, later on they did bring Bruce Anderson on who really? I, I was never impressed with him at AR. He didn't really come in and do what Breaking I thought news. he was going to do. And he missed a, a free header late on. Yeah. Well, it um, broke. So, I think that um, tops that to off. Mention, um, yeah. Anderson, he is going on loan to Hamilton. Um, what? Uh, well, <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. oh my lord. Uh, it wasn't breaking news a few hours ago now. Actually, for well, once, um, for so once, it, it did break. That yeah. Actually, um, it came up with first. Normally, it's uh, one of you guys that tell me the news. <laughs> so, there you go. So, that was the first for everything. An interesting one, that, because i never really seen much Emmett Ayer that that made me think he was going to do Warnton well. Warnton going, yeah. going out on loan to a, a better team. Well, well, you say a better a team. team in the better yeah. league. Um, they did beat us this season. So. Yeah, strange one. But uh, we'll move on to our final game of the weekend. <laughs> and uh, I'd say it's got a, What a game it was. Fair, um, Kelly two, Kelly two, St Johnson three. Kelly have thrown that one away. Two they, two goal lead and yeah, it was a, a very dire performance from them. They, they, <laughs> they didn't actually deserve to be two 0 up in the first half. Um, they didn't. It was very against the run of play. I've got to say. Uh, it was not, uh, not not enough. You take your me. chances and you get your goals and you you just have to. You'd have to do better. You have to hold on better than that. Although they can, especially against St. Johnson, who aren't really firing at the moment. They can slightly feel hard done by after the first goal. There was um, a wee incident where one of the St. Johnson players did yeah. kick out a Kelly player. Possible red card was the opinions in that one. No. Yeah. If it's more clear contact. Probably uh, talking to uh, most of the yellow. I'd I think it's more yeah. a timing of legs. It was a good, good first goal from Burke as well. It creates the space well. It was a, it's a similar finish to like the Walker finish. Across uh, goal. There's not much in it for me. I think I've got um, to agree. I think he got lucky well that he didn't game. connect with you the player. Know, he, he was probably if he one does, of those better players. Looking at a red card, I think. Well, it's probably a different story. Yeah. So, I think that's quite clear that it probably wasn't a red card, but... He's dragging them through. He's what thirty-seven years old. It was. Yeah. Um, two assists for Bamba as well in this game. 
Yeah, well, I've got to say, well, mainly Bark. I, I think if I, I don't know where Kelly would be without Bark because he's, in my opinion, is our best player back on mm-hmm. Mile. I don't know. And considering his age, is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it so, was, no, it was Shibola. Yeah, it was um, the second goal. Good then. Yeah. The ball comes across. Good the play. It just kind of falls to Gabamba in the six-yard box, and, and he just taps it home. Yeah, and then I think what's happened to the original shot and it just kind of fell to him. Yeah. Was it Kabamba? Was it Kabamba took the original shot then? Yeah. So I'm going to. Yeah, I was thinking they were looking at my notes and that's not yeah, what I've got. A couple of, couple of sort of scrappy goals in there yeah. as well. <laughs> Yeah. It was, yeah, and it was. That's it, a weird one. It seemed to be played across, and then as if the St. Johnston player managed to play such a very like deft touch just to lay it off um, inside the six yard box. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a couple of, couple of, sort of scrappy goals in there as well. Um, so then that was followed up. Uh, 15 minutes later, um, there was a, a long free kick played in, headed back across, and then a goal line scramble, and it just finds its way into the back of it. And uh, that's equaliser. And I think it's in our case of after that, Kelly just lose all confidence and, yeah. and lose, like, lose all ability. And then, yeah. yeah, Kelly have a poor squad. You know, as I said, it's, it's going to start. I think they'll be in trouble. I think they'll either be 11 for 12, but I'm going to say there are 12. They'll finish 12. The score that they've got, really two goal. or three really respectable players, well. and then Takes it well. if you look at the actual depth of the squad on the bench, I mean, Saturday, okay, they were missing uh, five players, mm. but those, those players that they had on yeah. the bench, they're not going to change games. I don't they're, think they're like not. is the answer to... Yeah, um... And then Kelly's dreadful week's capped off by losing the game in the seventy-second minute. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was quite similar to um, Griffiths' goal against Hamilton. I mean, long range, no, long the best ground, bump corner. Um, yeah. but that um, it was a very good comeback for them because it it kept it kept them above uh, above Kelly. And well, um. Sorry to interrupt. I thought, uh, Guy Melamed had a very good game. Um, he literally thought... didn't stop linking up play, a couple of assists and a goal. So yeah, we beat we beat Hamilton. I'm pretty yeah, sure Celtic won. Did they not go like seven without losing win... at one point? Alright, the comeback. <laughs> I think um, they did. It took St Johnson's unbeaten record to seven. So. Um, there. there you go, I didn't know that. Well, it seems everyone's got an unbeaten record apart from Celtic this season. Um, Celtic, uh, <laughs> they are sitting at 1 win from 5 mm-hmm. since they returned from Dubai. It's, really so, um, yeah. it's really good. It's good. Uh, they probably Maybe. did. Um, but yeah, that, that, that loss was uh, the third in the bounce for Kelly, and after the game, well, look, Billy, very Billy shortly after the game, they announced. That so, Alex no Dyer point. has left the club, so no more Dyer football for you, Kelly fans. Yes. 
and it's, it's one of the tough job for uh, the people in Kel Kelly right now to try and find the right yeah, manager to keep them up. They, um, it's it's going to be a very tough six months for them to see this season There's out. There's still yeah. four clear Ross County with a game in hand, which means three points is rewarded as decided. I, I they might as well just give up. I, I don't think the, the yeah, players so they've got at the moment, you know, the depth of players that they have, I do not think, you look at the bench, there's no one that's going to change a game. There is yeah. no one that's going to, if it goes wrong in the first half, there is no one there that will inspire the team to turn them around. No. And, yep. Yep. Yeah, and the next game is tomorrow night against Celtic. And well, yeah, that's three. That is a it's a Going it's a win by. for Kelly. Um, especially with the with the new, well, the no manager bounce back. I believe it's a co care teams get. co caretaker they've got just now. A co caretaker. Oh, and um, lovely. So, yeah, we'll see where that takes him. No, that's we'll the last that thing they'll be mentioned um, in the show. Yeah. In other news, uh, Celtic confirmed that Peter Lowell will be resigning at the end of the season, and at the end of June, I think, um, from his position, where he's vastly overpaid and well, good riddance, good riddance. I'll, I'll say that. No, that'll be that on him. I don't, I don't want to speak about him anymore. Um, short, short and sweet. He's he gone and he's gone and hopefully Neil Lennon's next. Um, well, yeah, it's got to be one if um, if he doesn't manage to to beat Kelly tomorrow, he's he's surely he's knocking in the door. Well, we keep saying this though. We keep saying this. No, we keep we keep saying this, and he's not gone. Yeah, he should have gone. He should have gone in October. But he look, we're at the, end, look, we're at the start of February now. Look, he said oh, fuck me, today, do something about it, get rid of him. Why would it be my intention well, to, to go? Fair, at least, at why? least oh, Jesus. Have said, why, why would it be his intention to go? When, when it's we got don't. to a point where Can we have our Celtic might not even finish second right now, it's no, got to be sort time out, for a change. I'm getting worried about that, yeah. You, you, um, you, can't, you can't be having Aberdeen qualifying for the Champions League. Yeah, you can't be having or no. Aberdeen or Hibs no. or Livy. Yeah, if anyone you can't made have it an through the full almost two hours, thank you so much for listening. True, they do. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Just thank you, to everyone. We, we could go on about this for hours, but unfortunately, good things always have to come to an end. So this good, great podcast will have to come to an end. A slightly longer first episode. Um, to get to know us. Um, so yeah, um, Matthew Thompson, would you like to say goodbye? Um, if um, got Craig Rigger, would you like to say goodbye? Uh, well, yeah, thank you very much for listening. If there is anything that you would like us to discuss next week, uh, feel free to either DM the Twitter or the Instagram or um, message the page on Facebook, either or, um, and share the page around, and if you do enjoy it, share the, the Twitter, and and I believe um, Ferg will be able to tell us what different platforms this will be coming out on after. Um, yes. Um, Billy, for any final remarks? Uh, yeah, no, just thanks everyone. Um, 
appreciate all your support and hopefully if you do make it through to the end of this, it's much appreciated. Um, if I've got anything wrong in law, I'm sorry. I'm quite tired. Can't really bother checking. And Ross Dewar, anything to sign off with? Uh, no, uh, just thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for actually um, supporting us. The support has been overwhelming so far. Like The amount of people have, have taken the time to message any of us and ask us about it has been been immense so all I'm going to say is thanks again and hope you stay to the end yep. and, not and uh, it's a goodbye from me, we will be available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts and YouTube um, we'll see you about goodbye <laughs>